Hi, my name is Matt Eaton and welcome to Metadata Matters, the Grey Meta podcast. In this podcast series, Grey Meta talks to people working with metadata on a daily basis to understand their perspectives and learn about best practices. In particular, I will focus on how technology like machine learning and AI can help generate, curate and work with that metadata. This week's podcast looks at metadata within content localization. Localizing content for different territories and markets involves complex processes and huge volume of metadata to manage the creation of subtitles and dubbing. To help me explore metadata in content localization, my guest this week is Scott Rose, CTO of SDI Media. We cover a wide range of topics, talking about um, the content localization process, some of the challenges around managing metadata in terms of volume, variety, uh, the quality of metadata, um, how machine learning uh, can be used to help the process uh, so that people can focus on quality of translated material and why understanding context is everything for translation and how metadata can help. Here's the interview. This week, we're joined by Scott Rose, CTO of SDI Media. Welcome, Scott. Ah, thank you. Um, Scott joins us from California, where it's always sunny, I've heard. So. Except for today, but you know, we'll get there. <laughs> so Scott, just to start off, can you describe what SDI Media does? Sure. So um, SDI Media, um, is the largest provider of um, localization services for the entertainment industry. So, so exactly what is that, right? So that, what that means is that we take, so for television and, and movies, um, we take the content, we turn it into other languages. And that involves um, primarily two things, subtitling um, and dubbing. And most people are familiar with subtitling because you see captions or you, you've read them uh, where, where movies have and TV shows have foreign dialogue and you see the words on the screen. Dubbing is, a, you know, it's, it's not as, um, you know, understandable for, for most people, particularly in the English speaking countries, right, where a lot of the entertainment is in English. But it really is uh, you know, about going into um, a studio in a country, hiring actors, uh, doing a translation and having them really overdub the dialogue. So speak for the actors, the original actors in their own native uh, voice. And this of course is a, it's a much more involved process than, uh, than the subtitling side. But I think at the end of the day, what, what it really means is what we do is actually um, contributes to the, to the consumer experience. So Scott, the process of content localization sounds complex, involves lots of third parties and as well as SDI media, um, coordinating different resources. Can you just talk a bit about how metadata plays a part within that overall process? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so, well, the first thing to describe is the data and then the metadata. So what is the data? The data really is everything that you see on the screen and everything that you hear uh, when experiencing uh, uh, you know the entertainment content right metadata is the is really the sort of the descriptive part um, as well as information that goes along with it and some of that actually ends up being translated and some of it it just um, helps us evaluate um, the content itself so um, yeah, for example, um, descriptive metadata would, could be 
a transcription of the dialogue, right? And that comes in as something that, you know, it's a means for us to, to do a translation with. It's a means for us to understand the, what is going on in the, in, in the piece. And you have to remember that every single um, movie or television is a one-off, right? It's unique. So uh, other parts uh, that, that factor into metadata are um, something like a synopsis. You know, when you, particularly they become more and more important these days. When you go in on a program, whether it's a, um, um, you know, a, a OTT channel or whatever it may be, some platform, you know, you're reading what the episode is about or, 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 the, or the movie is about. And that comes in, that has to be written, but it also has to be translated. So we consider that metadata. And a few more things are like key names and phrases. So, um, and we, we refer to that sometimes as KMP, but it's also like glossary. Um, what are the character names? Uh, what are uh, places and events? Uh, uh, anything that has to be consistent in a series and translated consistently, we have to discover what those are um, and, and capture them uh, so that they can be uh, applied across the board. And something that else falls into that is like, you know, uh, main titles, a main title is metadata um, that has to be translated. And anything that appears on the screen, uh, such as a place, um, a, a other kinds of dialogue, like subtitles that may appear on the screen, if someone speaks a, a language foreign to you and you see the subtitles on. Uh, these, are, these are all, you know, the factor into localization. Um, then there's another part of metadata, which I call the information side of it. And this for us is when we evaluate the effort to dub, for instance, um, we need to know how many characters there are. We need to know the genders. We need to know the ages of, of, of the actors so that we can go and cast. Uh, we need to know if there's songs. And so there's many, there's many things that factor into it. And even though this isn't necessarily translated, we just we call it metadata because it's information. So if you put all this together, along with the, the show that we receive, we have all of this metadata that comes with it, or we have to create it ourselves. And it rides alongside of it because it's necessary to do for us to do our job to get it into the territories. The volume of metadata that's needed um, and potentially linked to a, a title is much more than you'd get on IMDB or something like that. It, it's really granular, time-specific uh, metadata that's helping you with your process as well as um, you mm -hmm. know, for the end consumer. Um, just in terms of the variety of metadata, you just got me thinking here. I mean, in, how many how many languages are you translating this potentially into? Is well, it, I mean, it kind of it depends. I mean, consistently, you know, we're in thirty plus languages, and that can go up to forty plus. I mean, it really kind of depends on the content and what we're what we're doing. Um, but if you look at the major markets in the world that are you know absorbing this content uh, and enjoying it. Uh, we're, we're doing every one of them. One question I'm, I'm, I ask a lot of our guests is um, about how they've seen metadata management change over the years. And, you know, I, I'm interested in the things that you know, have changed, but some of the things that haven't changed. I mean, can, can you comment on that? Well, outside of the sheer volume and the necessity of metadata that I just described for us to do our job and, and actually for content owners to even get something put up onto a platform, right, for the consumers. Besides the volume of it, um, I think what's, you have to understand this stuff comes in, you know, or is created as, as largely unstructured. 
you know, it's going to come into us in embedded in a script, a transcript, right? It's going to come to us in emails. It can come to us in spreadsheets. And, and I think when you, when you take that into consideration um, and, and then the sheer volume of it, you can start to imagine just the mere handling of it, how, how, how difficult that can be. It starts to compound, right? And the fact that every client is doing something a little different um, and every content is different. So you have all in, a tremendous amount of variables that come in along with all this you know, unstructured data. Uh, so I think that's that's the sort of the the the, the sort of compounding problem that that that, that that's been growing. Yeah. I think the changes, since this is your second part of your question, really has to do. Um, I mean, certainly there's there's been a been a demand for it. So there's there's a change in that. There's a greater demand. Um, I think there's been a, a a greater attempt to create repositories to deal with. Um, the, the unstructured nature of this, of this data and to separate it and organize it and associate it with the content or multiple pieces of content if it's an episodic, right? So, so that it's more accessible and it's searchable. And so we're seeing more repositories, we're seeing more libraries uh, to capture these elements. And I think that's probably, you know, the, the, um, the, the changes. You know, I think, you know, some of your question was changes in the metadata. I did describe I, many, many things in my big laundry list in the beginning. Um, I think that's that's kind of grown. I think that the metadata information like songs, characters, gender, age, all that, that's, that has, you know, the, these things have factored in more and more in, into the overall production. Uh, but I do think, you know, it's really, it's really for me, um, how we receive it and how it's organized that is the main uh, change that we've seen. And it's a welcome change for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, getting better organized and and more predictable in terms of how that unstructured data is delivered to you is that is that? Yeah, it's the. I mean, there's the capture of it, there's the delivery of it, and there's the the association of it, and the accessibility and the searchability, and those are the things that 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 are have been come into play, and people have been um, building systems out for that along with us as well to do yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, one other area that um, you know, because I know a lot, you, you're delivering to a lot of um, distribution platforms, and mm -hmm. the way distribution platforms have are delivering and uh, releasing content has changed over the years. So you've got much more of a day and date. So you know, you might be releasing multiple territories. Windows are compressing um, things like that. I mean, have you seen a, a big change around that area in terms of velocity? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, with the with the increase in content, with the increase in um, platforms that require metadata, both descriptive and uh, metadata, as well as, of course, technical metadata, um, that it is an absolute uh, you know, requirement for us to deliver it, create it, um, translate it, process it, churn it, and, and deliver it. And I think what's kind of, I think the challenge really is, is that there are some standards, mainly around technical metadata, but not a whole lot of standards around some of the things that I had just described, even in how things are tagged. And so while there has been some effort, um, uh, most of the platforms, if not all of them, 
have their own way in which they want to receive it and their own in, in the own their own format in which they want to receive it. So that becomes a challenge where you, I just described two things, unstructured data coming in the door, having to be normalized and codified and um, <laughs> you know, put in repository and, 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 and made available across the world. And then on the output of the delivery side have to be um, formulated in a way that, that is deliverable to a platform. And it doesn't all go at once. Some of this stuff such as synopsis and some of these other things may go to multiple places and in, and in different parts of the process. Uh, so it's not all one big lump deliverable, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and some things feed marketing, you know, for instance, uh, and, th and those things need to be dealt with much quicker. Um, so, so it is, so, so it is a, yeah, it, it, I mean, as people say, you know, metadata, particularly in entertainment industry and on the localization side is, you know, it's the biggest challenge uh, really, uh, or, or the thing I hear people kind of complain about the most, right? Wishing that there was a better way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but when you factor in, you know, 30 to 40 languages, uh, the complexity and the variety is, you know, it, it's no wonder. Um, you know. Yeah. So with that in mind, um, it'd be interesting to, to know how SDI Media is using machine learning as part of content localization today. Yeah, I think this extends, you know, beyond just metadata, obviously, you know, um, and... I think one of the exciting thing that's that has come around that I mean it actually has been a you know a, a feature in technology for a long time, which is around machine translation. You know, um, but a lot of it is is the big change going from statistical um, to neural, right? And 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 what that really means is is in it's training engines. And for us, we've utilized AI machine learning in particular. Um, to really look into this sort of our, our repository of, of files, if you will, which are, by the way, metadata. A translation file is, is metadata, if you think of it that way, right? And, and, and go through this, and we're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of files, up to millions of files, um, and building um, indexers that will go through and Look into the files, associate them with their pairs, and and one of the key factors around machine translation uh, for neural in particular is you you've got to have really clean data, really precise data, and you have to have a lot of it. And so we found that by using machine learning uh, to be able to sort of read those files and understand them and, and clean them up, if you will. Uh, be able to feed the the machine these these neural engines um, uh, a lot better, and I think that's a lot of that is just the ability to read into the files. You know, there's a lot of metadata in a subtitle file that tells you what it is, um, and but also when I talked about key names and phrases embedded in those files are also that kind of data uh, that's that's important to associate and and to um, and to mine right. Um, so I think that's one piece, right? So that's that's really just uh, um, uh, mining through your data, being able to organize it, clean it up, make it as pure as possible uh, to feed machine translation, other kinds of engines. The other side of it, and I mentioned a little bit, is this idea of KMP or or key names and phrases or glossary. And so we built some machine learning tools to 
Um, again, read, read unstructured data or such as a script or a text of some sort or a subtitle file or whatever it may be and, and, and use some named entity recognition to, um, to identify uh, key names and, and, and phrases and things that maybe become metadata for us. Um, and I think there's a lot of companies that, that do that side of it uh, as well, uh, but we're sitting on a lot of data. So we've had, you know, that in as you know, if you're training something, um, you 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 need to have a starting point where you have a robust set, and that way, as you encounter it, you know, um, you're able then to uh, model it out properly, and so that you can actually glean the and find those insights. The other side of this <clears throat> is um, is in matching. So if we've done a script and a translation, for instance. And we want to go, oh, wait a minute, have we used the proper uh, glossary terms for, for branding? You know? So for instance, if it's, a, if it's a series where you need some consistency you know, throughout that series uh, in the translations of these key names and phrases, you want to be able to look at that translation, have a, have a, you know, a technology that looks at that translation and tells you where you've utilized it. And, and where you haven't utilized it. And this is very, very key to us because um, that's about quality. That's about consistency and quality. And I think the, the, you know, kind of the bigger piece here is, you know, where with the humans in the loop, like where do they, where do they belong in this process? And in, in this, what we're trying to do is take out some of the manual effort of creation and the flaws in, in that really sometimes. Um, and, and the manual effort of validation that those, those key names phrases have been used in translation, and then focus the humans on making sure it's right. In other words, getting a huge head start. This is the full um, swath of, of terms that could be used. And then, and then being able to tag those and say, no, these are the ones that, that are important. And these are the new ones. And then of course, on the other end to validate that they have been utilized properly. So focus the, the humans on the quality side of it. You know, yeah, not in the creation side of it. And of course, language is a, a living thing, right? So the, the language that we were using uh, uh, three or four years ago, you know, is, it, you, <clears throat> you have new phrases that enter very quickly now. And, um, you know, right. you need to, be able to handle that. So. Well, that's where, you know, that's where glossary is important as well, is because as you, we sort of build out a glossary, there are things that are, specific to a brand or an episode or series, if you will, right? And then there are the general things, which is sort of common to the language that because the language has evolved, it has now, um, it has now changed. And this is the more sort of modern. This is where genre, it becomes so important in identifying. And you and I have talked about this in the past is, you know, context is everything in, in terms of localization, knowing what's going on in the scene, knowing why, you know, a line of dialogue is 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 uh, pertains to a setting, where uh, what someone's looking at even is so so important to uh, getting the right translation in that context. And this is what trips up most machine translation. Where I find exciting with with AI is is perhaps being able to see that data ahead of time or be able to feed that information into uh, the translation engines. To me, it's more of a future thing. I think but that could be very powerful because then that starts to fine tune um, uh, that, that engine into that specific, more of that specific piece, if you will. 
One of the features of Grey Matter's Curio platform is being able to derive sentiment and key entities using natural language processing. Is NLP something SDI Media has explored uh, as a way of getting a better understanding of the context of content? Right. And, and you know, you and I have spoken about this in the past, too. And of course, we've 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 looked at this and we've, we've talked about this and and collaborated a bit on the possibilities around it. I think that it's absolutely correct and it's definitely coming is that um, finding sentiment or finding emotion, finding context um, is going to be critical to getting to that <clears throat> to that point where you can actually utilize the the AI, the technology uh, better. So there's always a tipping point where the effort and cost to get, you know, to something that's even 50, 60, 70% accurate, you know, can sometimes not be worth it because so much has to right. come after it. Yep. And, and, and so it's not a pure math, right, at all. And, and I think, and because we're dealing with um, context and we're dealing with one-offs, you know, coming in the door, it's a different plot, it's different dialogue, it's different imagery, it's different everything. Um, being able to get that kind of um, heads up and, and being able to, um, and my dream is to get data in the door that says, oh, oh, by the way, here's the movie and here's this collection of metadata or information or insights that you can now use and it's structured and you can now use it into your uh, automation tools um, and, and provide the right workflow or, or, or apply the, the right tasks that need to happen on this content to localize it. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely critical. The, yeah, it's all about the, the smart application of this technology and uh, the appropriate application, as you say. So. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the point is really about, you know, this, this idea of pipeline. Um, and I, and I wanna make a you know, point about that is that Yes, there's these technologies exist, but unless they're in a seamless pipeline, right? That is that is intelligent enough to even um, describe a workflow for you. Um, until that that level of accessibility um, and, and flexibility is 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 uh, is, is there in in a, in a way that again you it's like wallpaper you turn, it just works right it's just there and it works you don't think about it then. Um, that's when the true adoption, that's when the value is going to come into play. And we get closer every, every day to, to that. Um, what do you see as some of the, the biggest challenges around metadata management? Yeah, I think I've described a few of them, but I, I do think, um, you know, obviously around capture, around repositories, around structured data and I think the other thing is really about standards, you know, lack of standards, having to deal with so many different kinds of inputs and so many different kinds of outputs. Um, you know, that standards are a difficult thing because they usually come after the fact. And even though they may be a best practice, hey, do it this way, um, people have legacy and they've already come up with their solutions. So a lot of that is going to be about having good interpreters, good parsing tools, uh, the ability to reduce those variables as much as possible and have smart tools just to go in and out of them. Um, but I think the other side of it, and this, this speaks to the, the bigger point to me, is this real concept of interoperability. Um, and that really means that 
that if I'm working, well, I say we do 35, 40 languages. We don't, we don't do 35, 40 languages on every single piece. We may you know, do 15 on this or seven on that and 20 on this. You know, that means we're working with other people. That means that we are you know, working with people that are in our same industry, um, do the same thing we do. Um, we're working with clients directly and multiple clients sometimes on the same content uh, even. Um, and and what, what that means is that we have to be able to exchange this data in a way that is not so onerous. So I do think coming, you know, in, in sort of its natural uh, progression is, is, is the ability to be inter interoperable, to be able to pass this data along without it just, you know, um, upsetting the apple cart all, all the way down downstream. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, that, that kind of touches on my next question, which is what, what's one of the, your optimistic predictions as well. So maybe yeah. Yeah, that answers that one as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I do think, I do think the systems and libraries will mature. I think that's the first thing is that, you know, getting off of spreadsheets, getting, yeah. I mean, we're still talking about spreadsheets in 2021. We are, right? Yeah. That's the reality we are, you know, and, 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 but getting off of those um, spreadsheets and into libraries. Um, and then this, again, this sort of idea, this interoperability between the libraries uh, and the accessibility to those. So, so this, will, this will become more mature in 2021. Um, and so the data is gonna get more organized. Some great insights there um, in terms of how metadata is used in content localization and the um, way that machine learning is being used today and some of the potential uses of machine learning in the future. Um, that's all, all the time we've got for now. Um, Scott Rose, thank you very much for joining me this week. Uh, thanks to you, Matt, as well. And uh, hey, let's do it again at the end of the 2021. See, see what the answers are then. Huh? Yeah, that'll be great. Thank you. Cheers. Okay. If you'd like to find out more about generating enriched time-specific metadata, visit graymeta.com or email me at metadatamatters, one word, at graymeta.com. See you next time.